Welcome to the Human Experience Podcast, the only podcast designed to fuse your left and right brain hemispheres and feed it the most entertaining and mentally engaging topics on the planet. As we approach our ascent, please make sure your frontal, temporal and occipital lobes are in their full upright position. As you take your seat of consciousness, relax your senses and allow us to take you on a journey. We are the Intimate Strangers. Thank you for listening. So again, I'm starting, I'm starting to get the idea of what this involves. So spiritism is more of a doctrine or a way of living, perceiving the world. Exactly. It's, 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 it's trying to, and it's knowing that you have to grow your spiritual side. It's knowing that you can't be too materialistic. I mean, you have to be enough to be successful in this world, etc. You have to love and care for other people um, it, and know that you have to grow yourself. And also help others as you can, because that's really what it takes. Because we are, all of us here, going, our destiny is to be a pure, high spirit, which is, you know, you have to have love to everyone, not just your immediate family, but everyone, in, you know, everyone who's alive. And that's not easy. I mean, I'm not anywhere near that, of course. But, I mean, that's where we need to be. What Every, every, uh, ideology says this you know we're ascending into this space or something that's higher than this realm what what is awaiting us you know what is this thing sure so um there's this great for your listeners out there actually on youtube there's this great movie called no solar it's in portuguese but has uh subtitles and in a book uh psychographed by chico xavier uh andre louise was a doctor in the early 19th, uh, late 19th century, early 20th century. And he psychographed this whole book about his whole journey. journey. When he died, uh, spent some time in the lower zone, which is like on earth. And then he, he was helped to go to a, a heavenly or also called a celestial city called no solar. And this is one of the first levels of a heaven type. Now the bad news is when you're in heaven, it's not the Elysian fields. You're not, you're not there doing nothing. You actually, you actually, are still learning and working and helping other people. Hmm. And so even in the spirits book, when uh, back in the 1850s, when I wrote the book, they say, well, they ask the spirits, what's heaven like? Well, heaven is you keep working um, because really hell would be eternal uh, leisure and doing nothing. So you always are learning and working. And in fact, uh, one of the stories that uh, uh, Geraldinho Geraldo said was he was talking to, to Chico, and this is when Chico was still alive, and his his mother, who communicated Chico many times, his mother, uh, he was talking to his mother as her spirit, and his sister had just died a while ago, and his his sister was uh, did not believe in spiritism. She was a devout Catholic. And her his mother said, okay, you know, don't worry. You're going to go to a little colony. You're going to rest. You know, you don't worry about anything. Just, you know, recover from your time on earth. And then his sister said, well, but mom, goes, what happens to spiritists? And she goes, well, for spiritists, they put you to work right away. So that was, you know, that's what happened. So when you have direct communication with these like spirits, how do you get in direct communication? If you do, what is your process? I, I have no direct communication. I have, I have the spiritual aptitude of a fence post. So, (laughs) (laughs) 
So, I mean, for me, all this has been my own reading, rationality, and my own experience. Um, but my, um, I've been in mediums meeting, meetings, and I follow, uh, which is a lot of great YouTube videos by people in, in Brazil, which is the, really the center and the growing center of spiritism right now. There's actually 5% of the people in Brazil are spiritists. Um, so that's how I get the information by looking at the videos. And there's also videos available in English from people come here and give uh, lectures and so forth. So if we could just rewind just a little bit and talk, go back to reincarnation here. Um, so what are, what are some of the main lessons that you see that people are, need to learn or have to learn or can learn? I think, I think the main, I think the main lesson is to, is, is the fact is that, do not be so materialistic. I mean, this and this is hard, especially in this culture. I mean, this culture is all about materialism, and that's probably a bit of an exaggeration. But is be less selfish, less self-centered, and try to help other people. You know, don't gossip about people. Help them. You know, if someone needs you at work, help them out. You know, try and understand what's important. What's important about this life is is love. And helping others, it's not about amassing you know, a new car, a new dress, or whatever. So do you find that there is an ascension, so there's a level of incarnation, so a person could be a sort of like medium level incarnation, and then you get to a point where you're in a final incarnation, and then you ascend? So what, I've, what I believe is that you reincarnate many, many times, centuries and centuries and centuries. And we are on a planet of, of atonement, which means the planet Earth right now is a place where you go to learn to, to how to improve yourself from your past wrongs. The Earth at some point in time will come, become a planet of regeneration. And then you will still reincarnate, but you'll reincarnate and you'll learn, you'll learn things more in a more calm, sensitive situation. Um, here, when we reincarnate in Earth, Earth, Earth is, you know, a lot of people say, well, Earth is a horrible place. You know, there's bad things happen to you. There's a lot of suffering. And that is because that is what it should be. It's, it's a place to learn from your mistakes. And if you've done bad things in the past, bad things will happen to you. So, yes, sir, at one point in time, we will stop reincarnating. That will happen. But that, you know, for anybody here on Earth, that's a long time from now. But it's no big deal because we're all immortal and it will, you know, it will all come. Okay. So you talk about, I read your book, you talk about uh, these various force centers and you go through like the crown center and I guess they would be chakras, right? Yes. Yeah. That's really, yeah. The Hindus had it correct. It's, a, it's really the chakras versus the centers. It's, it's how you're, you're made up of three elements, right? It's your, your physical body, your paraspirit, which is a paraspirit you can look at like like a futuristic spacesuit, which just kind of covers your body but it's transparent. And then your all your experiences, all, all your memories, memories come, come through your paraspirit and it's connected to your spirit. Your spirit will retain everything you have. You, you'll have a memory of everything you've done in this life, past lives, wherever. And then your paraspirit is attached to all the different force centers, all the different chakras. 
I think you brought up something interesting that I was I was going to bring up later, but I'll just say it now. Um, why don't why don't we remember our past lives? I mean, that seems like it would be a pretty big deal as far as learning goes. I mean, if I could remember all the mistakes that I made in my last life, then I'd be yeah, it would less help you. prone. Yeah, I'd less be, I'd be I'd less be prone, less prone to, to to making it again. again. Mistake. So there's a there's a couple reasons for this. And, and but first, I, I'd like, I'd like to, to say is that. Is that you do have some ties to your previous lives, and there's two things that you have. You have your your conscience and your instincts. So your within each of us is 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 a set of divine laws. We know in our in our conscience what's right and wrong, but do we listen to it? But that's why you should listen to your conscience because your conscience has a set of laws and it also has a set of previous experiences of how you interpret these laws. And your instinct, let's say you know you're going down down a dark alley or whatever, that instinct has been honed through multiple multiple lifetimes, thousands of years. Now, why don't we have our our complete past memories? There's a couple reasons on that. One is is we can't look at being here on Earth as we're trying to learn scientific things. We're trying to learn, okay, you know, how we're going to do differential equations, how we're going to, you know, you know, learn a new computer program, all that is probably better learned in the spirit world where they're very technically, you know, they're more advanced than we are. We are here really are learned to, to meld our emotions, meld our, uh, change our attitude, you know, modify our beliefs. And through that, we, we go through more emotional experiences and they don't want our past. They want us to go through these experiences. So our past does not influence our our uh, our ability to change and transform because of the experiences we're going here. Now, the other thing is the spirit world wants people to reconcile. So you may be born into a family that you did something bad to. You, you may have stolen money from that family. You may have uh, had a bad marriage or something else, or you may have been a spurned lover. Then you may be born in the family as that person's sister or are the person you stole money from that person's son? So then you can reconcile with that family. And if people knew what they'd done to each other in the past, that could be very difficult then to regain that love and trust. That's an interesting take on it. Hmm. I'm still a little bit skeptical here. I, I just, I just find the whole idea of the, as you term it, the serial incarnations, the linear incarnations, it's a bit hard to follow just because i mean if if time is is time moves pretty slow man and if if i'm if i am only existing in this one incarnation right now it's it's going to take me a lot of earth years to get to a point where i can ascend and get off the planet essentially and what what's yep. the, what's in yes. it for me for being so self selfless not to you know <laughs> yeah no that's a good, that's a good question because i mean you can make the decision you know, you don't have to become selfless. You could, you know, you can stay in this in this pattern of of you know reincarnating on the planet of atonement for as long as you want for thousands and thousands of years. Um, and yes, your your first comment is yes, it's going to take a long, long time. So what's in it? What's in it for you? Is well, first of all, in when people, you know, the reports we've had, like from Andre Luis on on the celestial city, when you when you ascend, I mean. You are surrounded by love and caring, and you just, you know, you are lighter, you're less dense, you, um, you 
feel better. It's like I, I try to tell people it's like, you know, have you ever worked in a place where you just loved everybody you worked with? I mean, and those, and those, and those experiences are so rare, right? They last maybe a couple of years or whatever, but you just love going to work. You like the people you work with. You want to hang out with them. That's really kind of what, and you're doing what you really love, what you, what you're passionate about. Right. That's, that's your reward. So how do you explain disincarnates like the, uh, like ghosts and paranormal phenomena, people that, that seem to be stuck on this sort of alternate dimension? Right. I mean, and so first of all, let me just say this, the whole thing about talking about ghosts and spirits, it is kind of amazing because, um, you know, you, th- you think back and, you know, here we are in this culture and we've all looked back at the, you know, the more primitive cultures where they believe in ghosts and spirits like, oh, those people know nothing. But now here I am saying I've read all this and we're really, you know, the spirit world is all around us. So I mean, that's strange in itself. But yes, the spirit world is around us. And there's many people, there's, there's like, there's more than three levels, but, but roughly there's, there's the, the abyss, which is like a purgatory or, and it's not really hell because hell means permanent, but it's, it's where people who have been real criminals, they go and they exist at that level. And there's other levels around the earth that where people exist with other people like them. It's, it's the law of affinity. And that's really where you go is the law of affinity. So what is the law of affinity? You are going to associate with people like you. So if you're a, if you're a, you know, a pickpocket and you're a petty thief, you will probably associate with other people like that. And then if, you know, if you, and so that those people do not ascend, they're not ready to ascend because they still, they still, you know, are, have, Emotions where they want to have vengeance on people, they want to t- they want to take advantage of people. So those people will be in the in the lower zone or the umbra, what they what they say in Portuguese, where they'll still be on Earth, around the Earth, or a little bit below it, learning the fact that this is not a great place to be, and it's not supposed to be a great place to be because at, eventually they will come to the to the point in time where they will decide, well, you know what, this isn't how I want to be. I don't want to be mean to other people and then they will be helped by the spirit guides who they this this people from no solar and the celestial cities constantly are on earth trying to help other people not just physical people incarnates but discarnates ascend and become better how do we know these aren't like false light constructs or how do we know that this is they have a specific agenda Uh, and, and i don't i mean um, well, ghosts, ghosts to me just seem like a tape loop, like like an imprint that in time space that's kind of stuck there, you know, because of the frequency of experience that a person's having so intense. Like if a person is murdered or something in a house somewhere because of the intensity of, of that experience, it it's sort of imprinted in that space. Do you know, do you know what I mean, Brian? It, but I know exactly what you mean. And you, you, I read about this all the time in books by um, Chico Xavier under Luis. A lot of these people are stuck on earth because they are stuck in this memory and time and it plays over and over again. And if, and especially they'll get in type where all they want is they'll attach themselves to people too, because they want vengeance on that person because that person did something wrong to them and they'll replay that vengeance on them over and over again. So it's exactly as you described as many spirits here that are into, into this infinite loop where they have this one thought. 
Now, there's other spirits here that, you know, they're, they don't believe in the afterlife. They think it's when they die, they die. And then they stay, when they die, they stay asleep. Those people are helped. They're brought into the colonies and helped to be awakened. So they, because you are what your mind tells you are in the spirit world, right? You, when you die, you look the way you want to look. You appear the way you want to appear. So your thoughts have power. Who set this whole thing in motion? Is there like a god behind in spiritism, or is there a source? What is this? Yeah, it's it's all what they say in spiritism is is God created everything. He created the set of divine laws, and there is no such thing as a miracle. That everything happens according to to the laws of God, and that the very very high spirits are the ones that communicate to God and bring down His orders and His uh, messages to us. Interesting. So how how long how long is the the time I guess you would say between choosing planning your life out choosing your new body out how long do you spend in that space of the afterlife? So it varies it varies widely. There's there I was, I was just re- about people who spent you know like ten thousand years. Uh, in the lower zone and didn't want to improve. But usually it's what I read. It's about 25 to 30 years, sometimes as low as 17 years that you go from one life. You'll spend time in the spirit world. You will um, go to classes. You will learn what you need to do. You'll, you'll, you'll plan your, your next life out and then you'll come back. Well, Einstein eat your heart out. Theory of relativity exists in the lower spirit realms. I mean, Wow, man. I mean, if I spent 10,000 years in a lower spirit realm, I I couldn't even kill myself because I was already dead. That's right. So I'm just <laughs> stuck there. <laughs> that does seem like hell, actually. That does seem like hell, yes. But, I mean, there there are some notable figures that were spiritists. Um, yep. Carl Jung, I think, he talks... Can you go into synchronicity a little bit and your opinion on sure, synchronicity? Sure, so... Carl Jung, um, he didn't. He wasn't a spiritist. He he believed in spiritism, um, and he believed in synchronicity. And one of the examples of that is when he, he was talking to a, a a woman, a patient who had this this you know she had this scarab. perfect logic. Yes, yeah. that was a scarab. Yeah. So when 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 she said, "Well, what kind of bug would you have?" She goes, "Oh, the you know jeweler scarab." And then all of a sudden, this beetle that looked just like a scarab came in at the and at that precise moment and that's what he called about synchronicity is that there aren't coincidences there's you know there's events that are planned and he even said this he said yeah there's events that are planned in your life and the plan for your life is for you to become better spiritually and and that's exactly what the doctrine of spiritism also says is that when you plan out your life you're going to plan out a series of events and you know those will happen so you mean you like know, synchronicities that kind of guide where you're you're headed in yes. a way or like yeah. guide markers kind of warning signs yes i mean those i mean who you married it could be one sign the children you have the job you lost the job you made i mean the fact that um the fact that the bank i worked for went broke i mean that must have been planned so then what what is the marker for deciding when a lesson is learned is there is there an energetic connection? Like if, for example, if I get married to a person that I've been married to before in previous lives and we're supposed to learn a specific lesson, do 
does that marriage kind of dissolve after that that lesson is learned? Do people exit and enter your lives through your various lessons? Is it like a finite number of lessons or something like that? You know, those are all good questions, and I don't really know the answer to that. Um, I believe that if let's take marriage for a second, is once you are you have a you know a spiritual soulmate, you can be with them many lives, and but that doesn't mean you're there forever. But I think that there there are lessons. Let's say, as an example, a a um, like I had kidney stones, right? And to me, that was a a, a suffering that I'm sure I I I deserve for something. Now, what did I learn from that? You know, I learned about suffering and so forth. I I don't know what I I was supposed to learn. I know it ended, so that means that lesson ended at some point in time. Um, I know, you know, I, I went, I got married. I had a, I had a first marriage that wasn't very well. And I know when that ended, I believe that that was a marker of going into my second marriage. And I learned from what I did wrong and what I did right on my first marriage. So I do think there are things you can, but I think it's really up to you to examine your own life and determine that. I Is can't there- tell you a, a you know, a set of guideposts that would, you know, that are right in the middle of the road that tells you. Is there a, um, is there a point where you're in the afterlife and you decide, oh, well, I just don't want to reincarnate again. You know, I'm, I'm done learning here. Let's, let's move on. Have you ever noticed or encountered that? Yes, I've seen that. Um, I've, I've read about that where people make a decision. I, I, oh, I don't want to reincarnate. Now for the lower people on earth, they have no choice. They, they don't plan the reincarnations, the, the higher spheres uh, plan them for them. But once you get to a celestial city, you can make a decision not to reincarnate. But what that means is you don't progress because unless you learn what you need to learn, you won't progress. So you'll stay at that level for as long as you want. They're not going to force you to reincarnate. What What happens to suicide deaths, people who choose to commit suicide? How How does that work? So, I mean, that is, um, you know, I always thought, you know, I always like Roman history and I always thought that suicide in many cases could be a very honorable thing, right? Uh, I didn't see anything wrong in it. But with spiritism, what I have learned is that you're given this body, you're, you're assigned to this series of events, and yet you're trying to exit your college early. So what happens is that when you are a suicide is that when you die, you stay in the lower zones until the time of when you would have naturally died, and when you were planned, planned to, die. to die. And there's and also a group called, and there's more people committing suicide than you know of, because Andrew Luis, the one who wrote the book, Nosa Law and some other books, he, when he died, he went to the lower zone and wandered around in miserable and people would come up to him, other spirits, and call call him suicide. He goes, I'm not a suicide. And when he went to No Salar and he recovered, and they said, oh, you're a suicide. He goes, I'm not a suicide. I, I died on the operating table. They go, well, you're an unconscious suicide. You know, you didn't take care of yourself. You drank. He actually died of syphilis uh, at that point in time. Um, you know, you did a very unsafe thing. So we call that an unconscious suicide. So if you think of all the people using drugs, smoking too much, whatever, there's a lot of people dying that are labeled unconscious suicide. And unfortunately, they will spend some time in the lower zone before they are helped to uh, to get out of that. 
So it sounds like you got to almost want to ascend. Yes, least... you have. Yes. No, you go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, yes, you have to. I mean, you have to have that attitude where I want to learn to be, you know, care about everyone else, care about people as much as I care about myself, love other people, and, and want to serve. I mean, it's all, you know, it's just taken right from the New Testament where, you know, those who serve. So what is the difficulty in this process, do you think, for most people or souls, what have you? It seems like everyone's getting stuck in the traps and in the game, and they're not ascending. I mean, but it is difficult, right? I mean, just think about, you know, all of us here and how difficult it is to really care about other people. I mean, you walk down the streets, you walk down the streets and you see this bum and you think, oh, that bum. And, you know, I hope he doesn't even look at me. I mean, and I, I, I mean, everyone's like that, right? right. Or you see, or you, you, you see someone who dresses funny. And you Brian, I'm, I'm never like that. Funny. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and I'm trying to change my thoughts, right? Because thoughts really have power. And it's like, okay, I'm all oh, that poor guy. You know, he's probably had a, you know, he's going through a difficult lesson now. I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult not being self-centered and selfish. Yeah, you talk about uh, thoughts as mental telegrams in your yes. book, which is kind of interesting to me. So, so you're saying that that what I'm thinking can project out. I mean, I I kind of already feel this way anyway. But it, for the sake of our listeners, uh, that my thoughts are projecting out, and people pick up and receive these thoughts as well. Are we communicating on other levels? Yes, I mean, I believe that's true. I mean, we're all like radio transmission towers. Our thoughts go out. We we um, buy in one of the books, uh, Domains of Mediumship, uh, Emmanuel, who was, who was Chico's spirit guide, wrote a forward to the book. And we all have unique IDs. It's like we all have IP addresses. So that's why our thoughts are, you know, other spirits know what we're thinking and where we're at at any given time. Uh, because our thoughts go out, we also re- receive thoughts. There's also the thing where they did a study. I don't know if you saw that in the book, where when the uh, they had random number generators throughout the throughout the world. Yeah, and we then, interviewed uh, Roger no, Nelson. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Where, yeah. where you know, all of a sudden things changed a little bit because of you know people were thinking the same thing. Right. I mean, definitely, I mean, definitely, definitely, definitely intriguing, intriguing stuff. Yeah. I just, I, just, I, I kind of want to know, know more about reincarnation. Why, why we have to reincarnate to learn these lessons in the first place? I mean, I would rather. I mean, nothing against Earth. Earth does seem kind of like <laughs> this kind of. I don't know, man. I just. It's all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with you know being on a different planet or just being floating around in space somewhere. I'm cool with that. Um, so I just, you know, the whole idea of reincarnation, I, and, and then, you know, the idea of only reincarnating linearly, that hurts my feelings, man. I take that personally. Like I, I can't even imagine that. I just, uh, that, that's going to take a while for me to kind of absorb. It's going to take, yep. And so this is why reincarnate. You think about, first of all, think about the power of a high spirit. Think of the power of, of Jesus when he was on the Sermon on the Mount. 
full. So in the Spirit's book, they what they say is that when Jesus talked to people in the Spirit of, of the Mount, he actually put in mental images in their mind. That's why so many people went to his sermons. And that's why so many people stayed, even though they were probably hungry and tired and thirsty. I mean, think of the power this this high spirit had to change people to to uh, you know get people to do anything he wanted to to heal people, etc. Now, think of a, someone like me or you or anyone else in the audience who would have that same power. So, I mean, if you had that power and you saw some beautiful woman in a bar, you know, would you take advantage of that? Say, hey, you love me. Or, you know, you would know what the stock market is going to do. I mean, think of the power. So Probably think none about of those things, actually. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> Jesus so think, was a well-renowned pickup artist, as everyone knows. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so you have to you have to look at us. You know, it's like how a samurai sword was made. Right? You had ten thousand hits, right? In with the steel, you had to take all the blemishes out, so it would be hard steel, right? It to be a perfect diamond. That's what we go through in reincarnation. Every blemish, every flaw we have is going to be fixed over time, and and I'm sorry to say, but it's going to be a long, long time. But we are immortal, so at the end of it won't be that long. It won't, but it will be a long time for us to have all our blemishes and our flaws removed. I want to get I want to get back to the um, to the Jesus kind of parables for a second. Our listeners can take a drink now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted to, uh, you know, so he's. It's pretty. Even even other like religions say that you know Islam and. Uh, some of the ascended masters in the Hindu culture, they they revere Jesus and they say that he was an also an ascended master. So what happens to like uh, Jesus? Is he is he done? Like is he is he ascended? Do we have to be, end up becoming a Jesus to get to the next stage? What is the process? Is there a, there's a hierarchy to this? It seems. Yeah, there is a hierarchy, and Jesus is um, he is like the governor of our planet. Now there's other planets with other people like Jesus in control of other planets. In 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 our solar system, there's uh, uh, in kind of our 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 area of the nebula. There are people. There are spirits who are in charge of of that area of the nebula. There are so you ascend another... you ascend to a point where you get to control your own planet, basically. Is what you're saying? Or or more? Or in it? But then or how a galaxy people, or a solar system? Or galaxy? But so, and I'm not sure that everyone ascends to to that level because I I'm thinking this is just me. Um, no one else thinks this, but it's a lot like uh, a company where there's different there's different r- routes to essentially. Not everybody has to become president of a company. You can become a very good technical guru, right? You, right. you can become you know the head of accounting. So I think there are different ways to ascend and to um, become a you know a very high level spirit than than becoming in charge of a planet and and that type of thing. So can can a planet the residents of a planet confer some kind of energy to a, an earth earthling. If, if it's that kind of reciprocity to the process, if you can become a planet, is there, is there a tie to perhaps like worshiping certain planets or things like that? No, not that I know of as far as worshiping different planets. I think that you can, um, you know, as long as you, you know, worship God and worship, you know, the goodness in you. I mean, and of course, that's another thing I want to make sure people know is that you don't have to be religious to ascend. I mean, as long as you're caring and loving and an honorable person, you will, you know, you don't have to be a member of any religion to, to ascend. 
so you have like a Jesus character who is has dominion over the earth, and he seems to be on team Jehovah, or team Yahweh, or this this ent- this demi urge or whatever you want to call it, this entity. Where do so there must be others? Is this where like a Satan comes into play, or are there other beings that um, have a, so, a hand in this process? How does this work? So there are. There's no such thing as Satan per se. There are uh, spirits that have that have stayed in the uh, the abyss for uh, for long periods of times, but they will. They each each area of of Earth has its own like little mini areas and little government. So even the lower zone has some organization, and it's like it's like where we are here on Earth. It's like the the prisoners are you know in charge of the prison. So, but there's only Jesus. Jesus has all the power. Um, so the the you know there's no such thing that I know of as fallen angels that be, that were Satan. It's more spirits that just stayed in the abyss and became became powerful within their own little spheres of influence within that area, within the lower zone. But even they eventually will get, you know, will get the call and, uh, and understand that that's not how they want to be. And they will rise up and become better spirits. It's like a, a spiritual Australia. Like yes. A- <laughs> yeah. We are a spiritual Australia Yes, because we're a planet of atonement. I mean, we, you know, we're, we're not, we're not people that you really want to be with. Yeah, we're not we're not civilized. We're all pretty immature spirits here, and we're all going through class. And and there, and I think you know, I believe that Jesus looks at us like we're kindergartners, and they think, oh, look at the they don't know they're you know they're so, you, you Brian, know what's from you know what's Brian. You've got you've got a second book that you've written here. If we could talk about that a little bit, uh, explore your destiny, and can you go into that? How what drew, drove you to to write it? So explore your destiny is really so. I thought reincarnation was the you know the foundation of you know it's more centered on you what you can do. Explore your destiny really goes through what is the spirit world about? What's the organization of it? What are the different levels of the of the spirit world? What are the you know? It, it's the whole process. I mean, there's I I believe there's a lot of answers in there of you know why we're here. What's the future of the earth? That People have been looking for their whole lives. Now, you know, it's certainly free for, for people to be skeptical and not believe it. But I think there's a group of, of answers here of, you know, why is the earth so bad, you know, and how is it going to get better? And I think it's, you know, the answers are in spiritism because we are, you know, we will stop becoming a planet of atonement at some point in time. And we will be a planet of regeneration, which will be a better planet and a much nicer place to live on. I mean, don't get me wrong, Brian. I I definitely have experienced events like this in my life where it it definitely feels like I'm experiencing something that experiencing something that I've I've you know it's a feeling. It's an intuitive kind of feeling where I, I feel like I'm supposed to learn a lesson here and you know experience this specific thing and accompanying that will be synchronicities and and I and I and I will see like numbers and and things around me kind of line up. So I mean there is there is, there is something to this. I just I don't I don't know. There there's something I there's I just need a little bit more. There's another piece that of knowledge that I'm I'm looking for here and I'm somehow I'm not finding it. Yeah well I understand it's 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 not easy and um 
it, it's it, each of us have to you know decide for ourselves, and we should all be skeptical uh, and and be rational about what we believe. Right. Um, so we're we're approaching the end here. Is there is there anything that you'd like to kind of any advice that you'd like to give people who are going to be reincarnating eventually? I mean, I think one of the great things about uh, reincarnation is that when you get older, I mean, is you know, kind of our culture as well. You got to leave off your dreams and not, you know, not you know, fantasize about what you want to be when you grow up, that type of thing. Um, all that is, I encourage people to keep that. Think about what do you want to do in the spirit world? What do you want to do in your next life? Is it because it's you know, your life, you are immortal. You you will live forever. You will outlive the sun. So don't don't give up what you want to be. Don't give up that vision of the future, and don't give up improving yourself. Yeah, I like that. You know, there's a lot of people kind of talk about, um, kind of want they want to know what their past lives were. I kind of find it fascinating to figure out what your future lives are going to be like, future life regression or something. Yeah, I so, know. <laughs> So yeah, so I mean, I, I definitely think I mean there there is something to be learned here. There there is this this movement of uh, people who who want to know more about you know what we're doing here, what our purpose is, why we're here, how we got here, where here is to begin with. Um, and and I agree. I think uh, I think I think being positive and and making the right choices and having a sense of nobility and, and being honorable. Those are all positive qualities. Those are all good things. Dr. G, did you want to add something in here? I just wanted to ask, Brian, like what specific um, experiences that have you had that pretty much confirmed that this was reality for you? Like what perhaps synchronicities or what kind of sealed the deal on it? Is, is there something that's going on in your life personally or that you've been experiencing or you think that you are going through as this spirit like what spirit are you yeah i mean i think i think that the main thing that's caused all this was was you know my wife adequately calling future events and then the fact that we went to um went to rio this summer we were part of the sierra fraterna spiritual center that's a spiritual center in in catate uh, it's a barrio of a uh, neighborhood of rio de janeiro and just being with that, I went to a mediums meeting. Uh, they talked to uh, other spirits there, which was interesting. But I think one of the things that was amazing was we went to a spiritual healing center, and in that in that uh, healing center, they you know the spirits go behind the the person that helps you, and you know, and I tell you, my back's been hurting for years and years. My back's better. You know, my my wife got got herself better now was that positive thinking I, I think a lot of it is because we do you know we sh are should be our own physicians but um i keep seeing things you know time after time where where little things like like that um make a difference and and make me believe what what happens during a mediumship uh, uh session that i mean i've i've never, I've never experienced that or seen that so I, i'm interested so we were at a uh, mediums meeting, and it was a meeting uh, they invited us in, uh, and it's a meeting for uh, obsessed spirits. And so we were uh, we weren't on the table; we were, I was around the table. And so what spirits would come through, and uh, and 
and talk through one of the mediums. And, and like this one lady was saying, I, Oh, help me. I'm, I'm burning my, you know, my, my skin hurts, my wrist hurts, you know, and my terrible husband did this to me. And then the husband came and said, well, you know, I, I shouldn't have done this to her, but, uh, and it was all about making the two spirits forgive each other. So, wow. because it's just like you were talking about where people are in this infinite loop. These people were in this loop. It must be because the way he was talking, it was, must've been back probably in the 1920s down Rio de Janeiro because he said, you know, women were more kind of, we were own them and so forth. And, and they're trying to get these two spirits to forgive each other. And the whole, and the whole air, air purpose of the, of the meeting was to get the, get the spirits, spirits to talk to each other and, and to, to learn, learn to, to let, let go, go of revenge, revenge and hatred. And hatred. Oh, very, very interesting. interesting. So, so so the per, the per, you guys conduct these meetings so that you can heal spirits that are already in this dis, disincarnate type state. Is that exactly? That's that's what spiritism. They they hold meetings that to help spirits. They hold meetings. You know, like Chico, they'll have meetings then, like for people who've lost loved ones to get messages uh, from loved ones and everything. And and all this is you know is you never do this for profit. You never do this for money. Uh, it's it's a gift from God, and you you do this to help other people. You don't find this activity dangerous at all. I mean, is there any chance of possession? Like, well, that's happens? why. That's a good question, and that's why you. When you have these meetings, and if you know, like in spiritist groups, you you should never, as people like, get on a Ouija board and start doing this yourself. What we what you should do is you have it at the same time, um, like one. Let's say you know Friday nights at eight p.m. You have your spiritist meeting at that time, because then the spirits, the spirit guides will come and they'll actually protect your area, and they will regulate the spirits that are allowed into that room, and they will actually be around that spirit. And have them, you know, help talk through a, a a physical medium, and they will protect you against any other spirits that come around. So they'll kind of hold the space almost shamanically in that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they'll hold the space. They'll protect the space. They actually have, uh, you know, different methods to keep other spirits out, so they can control it. They will select the spirits that need help. They'll bring those spirits into the room at that point in time, and then th- you know they'll be there to to be given assistance. Have you ever seen anyone kind of lift off a table or anything spooky kind of like that? No. Um, I did talk to this one guy who who um, is able to see spirits. Hmm. And he he says that um, in spiritism, they also afterwards they give – after they have a talk, they give passes. I don't know if you know what passes are, but that's where the, your universal fluid – goes through you who the person giving the passes to the person who's receiving it and it helps you get your vital fluids helps you get your balance and he will actually see the spirits go around and he says they move like automatons like robots really fast and and like perfect movements and they'll just move people around and so forth so it's very interesting i uh i went recently i was up in new york city and uh visited some friends of mine and they were you know they're very they're not religious these particular guys that I was hanging out with and they were messing around with a, a Ouija board that they were just you know brought out for fun and they told me a story that happened in the in the apartment that they were in that I could see it in their eyes like they did not want to play with whatever they manifested in that space there was some kind of like right. ancient Hebrew entity they looked up the the word that was spelled out. And it was pretty horrifying, they said, and they just, they'd never yep. wanted to play with that again. So, yeah, I mean, I would cost, you know, cautious people not to do that. 
Um, that's why you, 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 you know, you make it so you have it the same night and the spirit world, you know, the higher spirits will protect you. And, you know, you, you do it for people's good, not for fun and games. Wow. So the intention, the intention is super imperative. <laughs> yes. It sounds like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Brian, is there, is there a place that people can find out more about spiritism, your website? Yes. Yeah. My uh, website is nwspiritism.com. Um, and I've got links to a lot of other sites and actually, uh, free PDFs for, uh, spirits books and, and so on and so forth. So I certainly invite people to check it out. I, I think it will, I think it helps give you an attitude. It helps you look at your life from 50,000 feet instead of at zero feet level. It helps you look through your life like, yeah, I go through these good things and bad things, but it will be over soon. I'll learn. And it, it makes you it makes you more calm. What what are you uh, working on now? What's coming up for you? What's on deck? Right now, I'm I'm working on a book. Where I'm I'm taking stories of, of NDEs, near death experiences, and I'm interpreting them by uh, what Spiritism says. So uh, that's my next book. Cool, that's, man. We'll have to well, have you on for that. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll look forward to that one. Uh, well, Brian, it's it's been a pleasure having you on, man. Thank you for for talking about spiritism. 